But they kept running up. Is that Medea? Hey, y'all want to hear what happened to me this this past Wednesday? Well, man. All right. So Bro, that bitch big as hell. What? <laughs> God damn. This nigga got a fucking deal. Yo, this nigga, uh, he's poor. That should be on the table, nigga. <laughs> you need support. <laughs> okay. If my boss... is touch screen, he's poor. He is poor. <laughs> if anybody's wondering what's happening, I have to finish a grant for my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am I am working as we as we go through this. Anyway, here's what happened to me over the last weekend. All right, so Wednesday. Nigga decided to go to Sonic, you know, get him a little, little cheese stick. You know what I'm saying? With the with the grease that's just perfect and salty when it hits your mouth just right. <laughs> and I got caught next to a bus of fucking middle schoolers. Fam, I have never been roasted so savagely <laughs> in my fucking in my fucking life. Them niggas told me the two that stuck with me. Is one of them told me that I look like the first person to in line for the vaccine. And I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that's hilarious. But that's just so funny. And then another one told me that I look like Medea, but if she was played by a woman trying to make it look like a man in drag. And I was just like, God damn. Wait, how God old are these kids? That was an intricate <laughs> joke. Bro, that shit was fantastic. I wasn't even mad about it. So uh, needless to say, I now have a fear of middle schoolers. Man, fuck them kids, bro. For one, I thought they stopped letting children make jokes about, like, people. Like, because of the society we live in. Like, if, y'all, do you, if you really think about your middle school careers and high school careers, the jokes that we told, bro, if they could dig that shit up, we would all be canceled. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. Oh, my God. I mean, it was a great time, though. Anyway, you got to say welcome back, niggas. Uh, I always save that for the funniest <laughs> moment of, like, the first 10 minutes. We haven't gotten there yet. Has to be like the swelling and then boom. Welcome back, niggas. <laughs> Boosie's triggered. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Yeah, shout out to the Saints for that win today. That was a beautiful thing. We love to see it. Uh, but Jameis Winston is out for the rest of the year. So I'ma say this. Hey, y'all go get my boy Cap. Go get go or Deshaun Watson, but he got some rate charges he gotta beat first. So yeah, that nigga ain't gonna beat that shit, bro. That, um, shit over with. that nigga, it, it is over with for his career. James, I mean not James Winston. Deshaun Watson is gonna be on one of those where are they now things. Because <laughs> when No, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. The nigga gonna have a whole fucking BET special dedicated to his career. <laughs> what is gonna what is it going to be? Instead of R. Kelly, you know, trapped in the closet, it's going to be Deshaun Watson trapped in the massage parlor. Hell yeah. Man, I mean, that, that's some wild shit, bro. I guess that's the type of guys that aren't used to hearing no and shit. Yeah. And they feel like they entitled to it because they throw a ball really well and can run really fast. I mean. I guess that was like Harvey Weinstein's excuse because, like, he's really not that attractive. But he has a ton of money, so he doesn't know that he's ugly. Yep. I think he knows, but it doesn't. he knows it doesn't matter because he has so much money. I, I think that's the the crux of that one. But if I had that much money, I would just fix myself. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, working out is a chore of the poor. Like, rich people Please. don't have to do that. I mean, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, eh. Like, them niggas fucking eat a cheeseburger and get that bitch sucked out that afternoon and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is over. Come on, Liza, get me right for the evening. <laughs> oh, oh, niggas, what were we saying right before this? Oh, oh, Christian, guys, we're going to do things a little bit different uh, today, guys. Christian brought up a really interesting topic. I don't even want to do introductions. 
uh, because I want to jump straight into this. His conversation was about the construct around gender. Christian, kind of get into it so we can get into it. Yeah, so I've been uh, listening to a few. Second. Y'all got to hold on one second. Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I mean, basically, uh, topics I have seen in uh, in recent news have been about, uh, you know, if gender is a uh, man-made construct and if that's something that we need to do away with in society, I'm not particularly sure. I thought it was an interesting topic. Um, I do listen to, like, a lot of, like, Twitch streamers uh, in political debates, specifically Destiny. And I love Destiny. I love him too. Like he, his his talking points are great, and he actually makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to a debate he had he had with Vosh a while back, and it was about just the idea of it. And I didn't want to talk about it because I'm I'm not particularly sure that's something that uh, you know, like regular society has is privy to, or if they have the conversation. So like the idea of uh, what makes a man, right? We have like we have like quintessential ideas of what that is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, uh, 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 you know, he, he opens the jar that, that you're, that the female can't, um, you know, he holds the door open for, for that woman. He's probably more than likely the breadwinner. Um, if there is a assault that happens or any physical altercation, he should be the one to step up all these things. You know, we have like certain templates we can, we can pull from, but I'm pretty sure, you know, a guy, that doesn't meet that criteria, correct? Shit. Does that make him a man or not? You know what I mean? So it's like, what what makes a man or a woman, I guess, is is the question. And, and is gender really a real thing? Because the, the question is, at birth, separate from our biological makeup, what makes a person a man or a woman, I guess, is, is the question. And if we have to question that, does that mean our, our idea or the identity of being a man or a woman is even that strong? I feel like gender is kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of fluid in a way because, like you said, some of the ideas of what makes a man a man really ain't shit, bro. Like, if you was making a sandwich one day and your shorty just comes in and the pickle jar, you ain't going to really be mad about that shit. Exactly. You're not going to slap the shit out of me like, yo, top that shit back up as tight as yeah, you can. Mean, you mean woman up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be weak. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think it's a thing. I don't think it's a thing for us to like really like just say like yo, you got to do this in order to be a man. You got to do this in order to be a woman because I mean, in previous times some shit that what some shit that people consider to be like feminine is now what like a lot of niggas do like, dog. I will not hold back. I love getting fucking pedicures and massages. Never had like, one. Bro, that shit is fucking life-changing, yo, like It is. Like, that's some shit, like, if, if I could get a pedicure every week, even though a nigga don't need it, like, every other week I get that in a massage every week, I would do it. That's my idea of relaxing and enjoying myself and shit. Nice glass of wine, I'm in there. But if motherfucker was like, <laughs> like... <is> charged. <laughs> yeah. But if a nigga was like, yo, let's go hunting this weekend, why? Yeah, yeah. okay, look, so like, that's... I don't want to so hang out like that. That's that's a point that I was trying to make, so, you know... If if you if you don't like wrestle a bear in your spare time, and if you can't change your oil, does that mean you're less of a man? Though I don't know how to fucking change a tire. <laughs> Are you dead ass? <laughs> I'm dead ass, bro. I don't know how to change a tire. I make enough money to pay someone to do that. That's not Same. a rich person flex or no shit like that. But I pay for car insurance, and the shit comes with the insurance. That makes sense. I feel like the only people that's out here actively but. like changing tires in their button down shirts are like poor people. 
<laughs> that's very problematic. <laughs> yo, this nigga is yo this yo yo this nigga's a communist. Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> what you saying, bro? You and your fucking white button down shirt. I guess I'll change material on the way to work. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> X Y chromosomes. Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are we calling someone? Sir, you're poor, aren't you? There's no insurance on this vehicle. That's all I think. <laughs> but like, you nah, know, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, goddamn. I better like, not never catch you changing your tire, my nigga. You you will not, because I don't know how to do that I shit. I changed the tire on one of our rental companies a couple weeks ago, because the tire went out. It was like, they were charging me $50 to send somebody out. So I'm like, fuck that, I'm going to change it myself. Right. But if your insurance was like, it's free, we'll send somebody out. You're just, oh, kill, yeah, yeah. You're just kicking it with the AC. Yes, you're kicking it with the AC on. But I kind of want to get back to what Christian was saying, bro, because it brings back an interesting topic that me and my wife had. Like, when it comes to this gender shit, like... Especially when it comes to like the transgender community, I wanted to know from a woman's perspective what it's like because I feel like women kind of get lost in this conversation. Not trans women, but like just like women, like oh, oh, like women, women, regular women. I don't think I don't, that's the way to. Is, is that, I don't know if that's the that, right term. No, Let's but say, um, it sounds like that's what you were saying. Yeah, natives, <laughs> Indian women, um, <laughs> women, women who were assigned that gender at birth. I mean, correct. Yes, women who operate as the as, puss havers. Yes, pussavers. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call them. The pussavers. The pussavers. <laughs> like I feel for them because it's like a lot of their issues get swept under the rug if you really think about it. When it comes to a trans situation, like think about a trans white man being your boss. I mean, a trans white woman being your boss. At the end of the day. They can still exude their privilege because, you know, they can just fucking take the wig off and untuck their balls. Like, it's a thing that they can do. Wait, wait. What? It's the fish. Edit. God damn. Edit. This thing is an untuck. damn it. Why did Dexter fucking Nicholas say that? I don't know. Huh? What did I say? I don't know what you just said. Whatever it was, it was fucking cancel worthy. Talking about trans white men and so I think, women or some shit. I, I think gender is definitely a construct, right? I, first of all, I was just thinking about this on the drive home uh, from getting Sonic, but there you fucking God love Sonic. Dude. I do love Sonic. I also just knocked over my fucking limeade. My day can't get worse. The diet limeade guy. I saved it first. <laughs> you did. Um, first of all. If gender wasn't a construct, right? First of all, people think of masculinity and femininity as being for men or for women. You're, you're that, right. That's a problem because we know there are feminine men who are straight mm-hmm. and Prince. there are masculine women who are straight, right? And there are feminine women who are gay and there are masculine men who are gay. So you you can't assign it. You can't assign it to a gender. It's just an energy. It's just a fucking energy. People either have masculine, more masculine energy or more feminine energy. And honestly, most of us are are kind of fluid in between, you know, you know? Yeah. and um, Native Americans used to, if you know anything about Native American history, they they assigned it based on the duties that you did. Like masculinity and mm. femininity wasn't about what gender you were, because there were women who went out and hunted, who hunt, hunted, who hunted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they were masculine and there were men who stayed home. And watch the kids, and they were feminine, and that's fine. I just don't understand the purpose of like these arbitrary, these arbitrary and archaic, archaic, archaic and yeah. antiquated like ideas around 
all this shit. Because it's also really limiting, right? Yeah. Imagine if it's like when you tell a kid as he or she is growing up that all they're going to do is be an athlete. Like that kid could be so many different things. And you really, you really halt their, their growth and their desire to like try different shit by being like, oh my, you know, you're a football player. Men play football. I've seen some women, I've seen some women that play football better than I could ever have hoped to play football. Candace Parker is Mm -hmm. better at basketball than I will ever be at any sport in my life. Like, so... And she know all the Jay-Z songs. <laughs> she married an ugly-ass dude, too, by the way. No, nah, she divorced like, now. I keep track of Candace. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he pulled that yeah, off. this nigga's... Yeah, I, I need to know how he pulled that one off. That nigga game must be immaculate. Hey, it's the personality. Apparently, or something else. We ain't gonna talk about that, though. So, yeah. like, I am I am firm believer that gender doesn't matter. Do what you want. Wear what you want. Say what you want. And act how you want. Fuck who you want. Everything's a construct. Nothing is real. We're on a floating rock spinning 180,000 miles an hour, going through space at like 50 million miles a second in a bubble that's ever expanding. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was just waiting. I was waiting for Kirk Cousins to throw an interception. Also, we're watching the Cowboys game, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Tie game. So My nigga surprised style. himself. He's like, I almost fucked that up, bro. Yeah, that looked like Jameis Winston week one and week two. But anyway, that <laughs> I think that is the 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 that's my philosophy on it, you know. And I think history proves me right because there are plenty of of cultures that have had more than one gender. And right now we're just talking binary. We haven't even brought up the conversation of like you can be in between or like they them yeah like the so, non-binary people and all that so I, I guess i guess you know can you guys recall a moment in time when when like regular you know society or, or pop pop culture it was specifically in the black community where we mm-hmm. we realized that there were certain men who were masculine but also were doing something pretty different like i remember pharrell and kanye i remember kanye, when yeah I remember when when they when they came out not coming out but when they came out to the world you know like as as artists um you know when they wore clothes that fit and you know and they started started speaking well and you know it, you know I, I remember growing up when I when I started changing the way I, I dressed and started wearing more more things that fit me it's more of a European style mm-hmm. you know you, you know you're gay or or that shit's lame and now everyone is accepting of it so I just think society just taking a bit. A bit longer to get accustomed to it. It's still, it's still here. It is still here, bro. Like I feel like one, if you're not exposed to certain things, though, you do run into those situations in which people spew like the ignorant, um, the ignorant point of views. Like, yo, niggas wearing skinny jeans, that's gay. Mm-hmm. Nigga wearing a pink shirt, yo, that's gay. No facts. The nigga loves his son, yo, that's gay. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like it's 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 so much shit that people deem as questionable because mm-hmm. we we have a as a society we have a very very finite idea of what we masculine do. or feminine means and how that should be attached to a man or a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like. I was I was raised by a single mother, so I know how to wash dishes, do my chores. I can cook for myself very well. I cook I've cooked better than the last two women that I was in a relationship with. <laughs> so I'm just hey, fuck it, nah. You know he can't cook, bitch. So you know, Jesus. What? No, nah, I'm, I'm joking. They they're fine, but I'm just saying. You know, it's just it's just like, I mean, 
His, does, does that apply? Does that make me less of a man? Because I don't, you know, there aren't there aren't any gender specific roles anymore. I'm sorry. So here's the thing. I went on a trip a few weeks ago, right? And when I trip, I get real introspective and shit. And so you might have to go turn that down even more, Brandon. You turn it off. You might have to take it off of the that burner. Um, so I'm gonna ask you this question, Chris, because we complicate shit. That really isn't complicated, right? Facts. All right, so you 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 got a kid, right? Let's just say it's five years from now. You got a little four year old, four year old little boy, yeah. right? You go to the you go to Target for Halloween, right? <laughs> Your little boy goes up to the costumes, and he goes, "Daddy, I think I really like this one. I think this is really cool and really pretty. I want to wear it." And it's a fucking it's Cinderella ja- it's dress. It's Jasmine from Aladdin. Yeah, it's Jasmine from Aladdin. Like, how stupid. Is it that we're like, no, that's not for you. You can't wear that. Like, my nigga, you like it. Put it on. If you like it, then what's the big deal? Like, we we put all of this pressure on things that don't need to be pressure. First of all, my guy is four years old. He wants to try everything. Hmm. He doesn't even understand what gender is at this point. Because up until the age of 13, well, you know, about between 11 and 13, boys and girls are literally the exact same thing. They literally can do the same thing. You know, you know what my first thought would be? What's that? You gonna, be, you gonna be happy he chose a brown one? Where did I fail you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not 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 per se that. I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I try to give him some bail because he from he from the crib. But um, it, I'm gonna answer that question. There was there's a movie called um, Holiday Heart. No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's called Family Stone. It's with uh, sort of a series of random white actors that I can't think of. Um, but no, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. But it was a point to uh, where horse face. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't fun to look at. I'm sure. <laughs> no, she was. But it was a point. It was a point when they were all at dinner, and she was saying how um, obviously you, you can understand that you know you wouldn't want your child to be born um, challenged by being gay. Or also being black, and she said, "You know, Patrick, you should understand." And and, and the the gay guy's partner was a was a black man, and so, and I, I can see the response in the in the family and in the parents that I love you regardless of whatever. So I guess in that moment, it's a four year old child. I'm thinking about whatever I say can either push my child further away from me or pull them closer to me. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm thinking about how society is going to accept that. So, I don't know. I'm going to be accepting of my child first. I don't think in that situation, your kid is necessarily like, it's not a like, yo, I'm four and I'm gay. I think homie was like, I done watched this cartoon like a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to put on this costume. In but this we, situation, I will no, say. No, 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 no. Mario no, Cooper no. cooking That's these niggas right now. That your child wants to wear that for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, you good, Brody. Why? You good. It's a dress and he's four. Who cares? Uh-uh. I, we, you're talking about I embarrassment. Just, you're you're there's embarrassment on your end, but you're you're yes. adding context to it. Yeah, that's my when point. there's no context to it. The context is No, there is a, context. There is you a, know, you know society's response to that. Your jo- your responsibility yeah. isn't society. Your responsibility is, is your, your child. is your child. I know. Your child wants to wear this this, this this dress. I don't know. That's interesting. Gotta, I don't know. I mean, you gotta call it what it is. It's, it's a dress. It's a dress. But a here's dress. the thing. This is the bitch shit. To, this is the bitch thing for me. Why is it that a dress is for women? Like, why is that? What what, what makes traditional a traditional 
womanly guard. As, I mean, as, uh, as, as black people. I mean, people. the Scottish people wear kilts, but it ain't like that's a part right, of our hey, culture. Hey, bro, bro, all right, look, let's, 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 let's be honest. We are talking about constructs that have been created by men that mm-hmm. govern our thinking. Mm-hmm. There, there are categorical things that we're talking about. Right. If we let's 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 just let's deal with it from that point of view and not. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I get you, bro. But let's. All of this shit is made up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like, I get, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. it's made up. No, for- I 100% get it. I'm just talking about from a standpoint of like what's traditional to you. Tradi- it's, it's no, not tradition, tradition is, is still a, a made up construct that but has I mean, really no bearing of what you When you do. have kids, you, you envision your kids growing up a certain way, doing yeah. a certain thing. Yeah. And it's not like you'll ever say, yo, discriminate against this person or say this about that person. It's just you see yourself in your child. That's something that you I, made. I, I when agree. you see that, you're going to be like, yo, like. Okay, no, but all right, all right. Here, here's the question. Like, the fact that you may or may not be able to throw your son a ball, is that going to fuck up? Like. But it's not even that you. It's not even that you can't. It's that you won't because of of rules that dead people made. Like I don't. I just don't understand. I'm talking about like your own tradition. Like if I was out with my kid and we were at, I gotta talk to the mic. Jeez, I'm looking up and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like if I was out at Target with my kid and we was getting ready to do some um to do some like stuff for Halloween and shit. Like and my kid was like, "Yo, I want to wear this specific costume." Yeah, I'd be like, nah, not really, uh, not really a thing for us, son. Well, I, I would say you like this. I would, I would present it with other. I would present it with other options. Like it's not like I'm saying, yo, you can't do this or you can't be like um, fucking vampire or something. Why do you have to specifically Question. be this particular character? Question: Why can't your daughter wear a dress and pants? Why can she? Yes. Why is it? Why is it socially acceptable to do both? Janelle Monet wore a fucking tuxedo for like a decade, and ain't nobody. No, say but shit. no, but, but, but I feel but, no, like it's more. It's more accepting for women to kind of like blend things. It's like what it, what it's called in modeling, like androgynous models. And I mean, Prince like was mm-hmm. androgynous though, right? Prince That's, was. Uh, yeah, David he was Bowie. questionable. He was questionable his entire career. Date? No, he wasn't. Uh, Prince got bitches. First of all, I wouldn't say David Bowie as well. I like, wouldn't say Prince was androgynous, though. He's never done anything to say, oh. He says is- it. He's in one of his songs. I would die for you. I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. I am something that you'll never understand. And even he cre- he made a whole album where it was um where his voice was pitched up. And I believe the ladies, he the name of the person that he used was like Camilla or Camille or something like that, which was a throwback to a cross-dressing. Uh, royal in England in some point. So like, I'm about to crush this shit. Go ahead. Well, why that nigga didn't get rid of that fucking goatee then? I mean, because I, I rest my case. That's not fair because Saucy Santana is gay as hell and rep- and and and. Who the fuck is Saucy? You don't Santana? know Saucy Santana? Yeah, who's that? Y'all don't know Santana? Oh, now yeah. let me see you walk, walk, walk. Wow, that's a TikTok. Yeah, that's a TikTok. That's what yeah, people but, be twerking. You know, to. he was he was uh, he was beefed out with Roland Ray, the the gay dude who wear wigs in the wheelchair oh. and shit. Yeah, like I feel you. Yeah, Santana is like a wait. full. Uh, Santana is. Wait, wait. Is this is a gay nigga in a wheelchair named Roland Ray? There is, yes. <laughs> and that's what that song was about. Him and the two of them were beefing, and so he started the song. Let me see you walk, 
Walk, walk, walk. <laughs> <laughs> you talking all that shit to let me see you walk. I was like, oh shit. Bruh. Uh, that is petty that as hell. That is problematic as I mean, hell. Roland Ray, Ray is the fucking worst, so I get it. But like, I'm just saying. But how you gonna make a whole song and then have generations of children <laughs> dancing about <laughs> no, inability you know to what? walk? <laughs> that reminds me, that reminds me of Wild Wild, Wild West. That nigga said, well, you know, times like this, I call for you to stand up. Be accounted for. <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh my God. Bro. Shit. But anyway, back to the point. It's just like none of none of this is real. Everything that we make is a is a construct. And to me, I think we place it's different when you've got a kid who's like, you know, um, like Zaya Zaya, is that her name? Zaya Wade. Like, that's a conversation that we have to have. And we have to have a conversation about all right, this is what that means for you. This is how society is going to look at you. This is how some people may treat you. This is how, and don't get me wrong, I am your father or your mother and I am here to back you up 100%. I am accept, you are accepted to me. I don't want you to be any different, but there are people in the world who are going to be, who are going to have a different perspective than that. Them <laughs> niggas ain't my problem, but look at, look at the difference in what, I mean, if you don't accept your trans kid or allow them to be who they are, I believe they have like a 40%, they're four times more likely to kill themselves. Kill them and trash. like, like yeah. I'm just like, it ain't even that serious to me. If if I know that if I, I'm not supportive of someone, mind you, unless it's like a drug habit or some shit like that, mm-hmm. if I'm not supportive of you, then you're going to die. Then it's just easier for me to be supportive of you, especially yeah, with shit yeah. that doesn't fucking matter. But let's let's look at it on the flip side, too. We can be supportive all we want of all topics, all issues and things. It's about those people that are more than likely killing themselves. And I can't, this is all anecdotal. There's no evidence behind what I'm right, about right, to right. say. But I can imagine in some of those situations in which those folks kill themselves, they have family that's putting their loving arms around them. Mm-hmm. But it's the outside world, the one million people that you can interact with on social media, the people that you come in contact with that give you the eyes and the looks. Those are the things that kind of push the situation mm-hmm. over. I and even as parents, that. you got to think about that that variable of self-involved, right? Like, it's not like you chose that particular life for your child. And while you are supportive, parents are still people and they get tired, man. I, can, I agree. I can I can't imagine what those parents go through that have to, you know what I'm saying, that live through a situation in which their child is transgender, their child is gay, because it's not just a fight for the kid. It's a fight for the parent their entire life for the rest of their lives. But you that's what you signed up for. Like that's what I just don't buy that bullshit. If you couldn't handle the child that came out, you know, barring medical shit and like that's some burdensome shit, right? Like um, motherfuckers who can't take care of themselves and you're going to be with them forever because they can, like, that's some bird or some shit. But if you can't handle, like, a gay kid or a kid that doesn't want, that wants to wear the, the clothes that aren't traditionally for their gender, then you shouldn't have fucking had kids. Like, oh my God, that's, not, that's embarrassing yeah, for everyone that, involved. That nigga said, I lift. Yeah, that was embarrassing for everyone involved. But I don't, I don't think we can say that, though. Guys, we're watching the game too. Yeah. So when we we kind of transition, it, Dexter's not saying that he he hated whatever. No, Ezekiel Elliott just got a first down. Yeah, there we go. Get some on, context. Yeah, there. A, a first down with like fifteen or third and fifteen with Minnesota up by three. Like I'm furious. But I just want the Cowboys to lose. I want to go back to that point though. What you just said, man, like about parents not having the kids, like. Bruv, like, people are still people. Like, I mean, we're designed scientifically and shit, you know, mm. penis matches vagina, you know, mm-hmm. skeet, skeet, baby made. Like, mm-hmm. I get it and shit, man, but, like, I still think it's tough, like, to be on that shit 100% of the time. Not the supporting part, but, like, 
supporting your kid, dealing with the outside world, mm-hmm. always having to explain and shit. Even shit as simple as like, dude, I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. It is exhausting explaining that shit to people. Yeah. Like friends, family, mm-hmm. niggas that you've known your entire life still ask questions after 31 years. How does it work? <laughs> Why do you call your grandmother mom? Like, yo, shut the fuck up, niggas. Stop asking me all these goddamn motherfucking questions. <laughs> yeah, if it and works, it works. Right. And oh it's my. simple. Touchdown. It's simple shit for me. I can't imagine what the parents who have to go through shit, they're not even asking, answering questions about themselves. They're answering questions about their kids. It's like, yo, go fucking ask them. Tired answering this shit. Ugh, Jerry Jones, love kissing motherfuckers. Yeah, he do. They kissed his grown daughter in the mouth with tongue. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, we got to talk more about that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that was we don't. A, I mean, Mari Cooper is a, is a beast. Uh, Y'all ever notice Tom Brady be tongue kissing his son at the games and no one says a thing about it? That nigga does not tongue kiss his son, bro. Look that shit up on your phones. Everybody look at Tom that shit Brady tongue kissing son. FBI going to be knocking on the door expeditiously. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Speaking of speaking of transgender uh, folks, <laughs> goofy so thing. we did a whole podcast last week, but I was, I was uh, more than delightfully high and fucked up the audio. Mm-hmm. So now we got to <laughs> we got to talk about this. Uh, I got eaten up on Facebook for my comments about the Dave Chappelle comedy yeah. special. But what was interesting, that I, there were a few things that that gave me perspective. The first thing was like the same shit I was thinking was the same thing that like Trump supporters say all the time, which made me really re reevaluate, you know, my position on shit. So I was just like, you know, uh, they kept throwing these stats at me and and talking about, I kept saying that I didn't think that it was transphobic, but what about our experience? This is our experience. Well, I'm allowed to have my experience too, right? And so, but also, Dave Chappelle is such a huge part of, we're all around the same age-ish. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is such a huge portion of our um, our childhood and shit. Uh, you know, in high school and 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 all of that, like, if you're not used to his jokes and you don't understand his storytelling, like that shit, first of all, my nigga's a liar for a laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like he tells lies to make you laugh. And, and with the special, you know, there was some shit I didn't like about it. I I did not like the fact that he kind of toted out the transgender girl who killed herself for, you know, standing up for him. Cause it's kind of like, Again, it was something that I saw that I was like, that's like when a white person says, I can't be racist, I have black friends. Like that, it, yeah, that does not token, yeah, yeah, that does not make you um that does not make you non-transphobic. But I also genuinely don't think that he personally is transphobic. I think that he says things that definitely make people who are already uh transphobic or hateful towards that community, mm-hmm. he gives them some validation, not necessarily validation, but his he's so good at thinking. I think that's what we underestimate about Dave Chappelle. He's a really good thinker, right. uh, and he explains things and puts some kind of context to things so easily that it really very firmly allows people who aren't digging down into the deeper perspective to latch onto that to to uh, validate their beliefs. And so, if if you don't stop, if basically if you watch it, you can get from it what you want to get from it, um, but. I got eight up in my comments, but I'm gonna let Christian give his thoughts before we talk about them comments because it was a lot. Um, do I think? I mean, I, first of all, I like the special. I love the special. I thought it was great. Um, mm. Oh shit! Yeah, he got hit too. Sorry, y'all. Okay, so essentially, 
if if you watch the entire special, I think mostly what he was talking about was the duality of being trans and also being white, mm-hmm. having having mm-hmm. the opportunity to remove certain hats when it behooves them, and the issue that <laughs> that most black people feel is that their their struggle is going much better than ours. Oh yeah, has been for the last four hundred years or so within this country, and. You know, he made he made a he made an interesting point. He said the fact that it was easier for for Caitlyn Jenner to change to change their sex and their gender mm-hmm. much easier than it was for Cassius Clay to change his fucking name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people aren't listening; they aren't paying attention to the to the biggest the biggest point of it all. So, I mean, I think it was a learning a learning experience. I think uh, he was responding to. To the outcries and shit, but I mean, you know, he was also proved right almost immediately after, no, right? Yeah, with the John, uh, with the John Gruden situation, because they made excuses for John Gruden being racist. But as soon as he dropped that f bomb, he was packing up his shit and out of Las Vegas before lunchtime that day. Yeah. Like, he, I, look, I'm just saying. Oh, every, even, even with the baby, the, the fact that he was able to kill a person, mm-hmm. and no one, no one cared about that. His his career kept going. Even though it was deemed as self defense, but mm-hmm. continuously it's, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. it's just, man, you know, niggas, niggas are just basic thinkers, man. I'm sorry, and, and, and but you know, when you said that that Dave played a, a big a big pivotal role in our in our childhood in our adulthood, I think he's an acquired taste. If you, you know, there, there are certain comics who are like, you know, slap, you know, slap my knee, like, oh, that shit was fucking hilarious. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But there's some comics who can tell a story. And it's there's irony in it, like the thing with Anthony Bourdain, the fact that this man flew around the country, the ate world, at, ate at the world exactly mm-hmm. flew around the world. He ate at the best restaurants, the best cuisine everywhere, the greatest people, staying in luxury hotels, and he ki- he killed himself. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. a black friend from D.C. <laughs> from the trenches went to law school, lost everything, got divorced, and is. At Foot Locker, mm-hmm. <laughs> dressed as the fucking referee, living at home with his mom, trying to get his life together. Mm-hmm. The irony in that, in that shit is impeccable. But if you can't comprehend it, it ain't for you. It ain't for you. So, and, yep. I and, mean, comedy is an acquired taste too, man. Like, and then the the folks who are like commenting on this shit, they can't see the forest for the trees. Right. They focus on the transgender right. piece, but it's like yeah. Dave made fun of everybody. Facts. The self-deprecating jokes about black people. He makes jokes about white people a lot. He makes jokes about straight people. He even makes jokes on himself about being gay. Like, remember the, he opened it up with the joke about the priest not sucking his dick no more. Yeah. 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 About, like, <laughs> So it's like, we ignore the fact that he's the comedian that makes fun of everybody, but all of a sudden when he talks about your specific group, it's no, you can't do that. We got to let comedians have the ability to be comedians, but the only time it should ever stop is when the shit ain't funny. If the jokes ain't funny, then by all means, you just saying some shit to shock people or to kind of like hurt folks, then yeah, 100%, that's some bullshit. But what Dave's doing, he's attacking all angles. Nobody is off limits for the jokes. That's yeah. And I, I think, but again, it brings up it brings up that point as as a proud ally of the LGBTQIA plus community. You my, that shit down. My, <laughs> yeah, damn. my my spidey senses didn't go off right when I was right. watching it. Like I'm very sensitive 
to a bunch of shit when it comes to that. But when when I was watching that, I was just like, oh, he's gonna get in trouble for that. Like people ain't gonna like it. But it wasn't it wasn't a transphobic comment per se. And I think there's not a lot of latitude given. Again, we are fans of Dave Chappelle from 2004. Yep. If y'all would have heard the way Dave Chappelle was talking in 2004 mm-hmm. about gay folks, oh my God, like you would be even more furious. But we're not even allowed to acknowledge the growth that he's had in this area. And on top of that, the growth and still wanting to learn how to be respectful and and what the rules of engagement are and, and all of these things. Dave Chappelle is a 48-year-old black man. How many how many 48-year-old black men y'all know that support LGBTQIA plus community? Not a single one. I don't know. Narrow well, one. I know one, but I mean, it's one of a gajillion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know any. And so the fact that he, you know, and that comes with experiences of being in Hollywood and being around gay folks and whatnot and queer people. But, um, but, but he he's a 48-year-old black man, hotep adjacent, by the way. Dave Chappelle is very hotep adjacent. So like, I mean, a nigga Muslim, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, that ass. You're from so, DC's Chocolate City. Oh, she's just getting more and more Asian every day, Ariana Grande. But let, but, let <laughs> Yo, me ask, but let me ask this though: like, why is it all the nuances missed whenever it comes to that one particular community when it comes to Dave Chappelle and his jokes? Because <laughs> one of the most offensive jokes or skits that Dave Chappelle has ever done was the nigga family. N I G G E R, it's the nigga family. Like, they don't know who they are. It's Bob and Emily. Yeah, yeah, teaching Bob. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit should have been offensive to us as black people. Cause it's like, yo, you got this whole family of white people, you calling them niggas, and they're saying nigger in the whole thing. It's offensive, it's traumatizing for Mm -hmm. us. No, we just laughed. And recognized it for what it was for. Like you said, Tyrone Biggums. Yeah. Fucking stereotypical power. So go on this. Clayton Bigsby. Go on this tangent <laughs> with me. I was on TikTok and there was this white guy talking about how um how murder and and whatnot is approved in music and the community, right? Mm-hmm. In the oh, black sucks. community. And he was like, he was arguing that it's not that black people are more violent or anything like that. It's that they're they're on script because the radios don't have to play that shit, right? Like pop stations don't have to play that shit, but they do. Why? Because it's they're fine with that export of the black community. And you know, he he brought up Rick Ross, who got dropped by I can't remember who dropped him, but he made a Reebok. A Reebok. He made a line about date rape, right? Molly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. drink. Woo. She ain't even know it. Exactly. And they dropped his ass quick. But the whole song he had been talking about murdering niggas, right? Mm-hmm. And so the problem wasn't that. The problem wasn't that he's, you know, the the murdering folks and the and the bravado and all of that, and the homophobia is all acceptable until niggas go off script. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Until a nigga go off script, everything's peachy keen. And so he was like, "I tried an experiment. I didn't understand why Walmart was was um, Walmart was doing ads on these radio stations after songs about black folks being killed and whatnot. And it took seven weeks for Walmart to be like, yeah." You're right. We probably shouldn't do that. But it's because black folks are so marginalized in like in the United States that the export is black violence. And so anything and homophobia. So anything anything Dave Chappelle says is going to be deemed as homophobic because yeah, because that's the black script. And the second he goes off script, 
right? Because if he was just homophobic or transphobic, people wouldn't say nothing, nope. right? People wouldn't say nothing. But because he's questioning something that he's not supposed to be questioning, he doesn't have the right to question or understand. Um, he's supposed to just be like, yeah, go with, you know, that's what they say, the rules, that's the rules they set. That's what we go with. Because he's off script, now that community is like super mad. And I got to admit, it's impressive the amount of like, Recoil they have on anyone saying something about them. Like it's impressive. They got they could end the career in twenty seconds. That's right. That shit sold the fuck up, man. And it it, we're never going to be able to under we're never going to get to the point where we all understand each other if we just cut people off. Which also was ironic because that's what Republican and far right people say. Although their shit's right. Like I don't want to hear you talk about. Well, I just need you to hear my side. I think we should kill all the Jews. Like I'm not trying to hear that, my (laughs) nigga. Like that that's not an argument that I'm trying Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to make. But even with us and like racism. Like, we always tell white folks, you don't get to decide what racism is. You don't get to tell me what's racist. Trans folk, trans people have that same right. It's the exact same thing. You don't get to tell me what's transphobic. You don't get to tell me what my experience is like. And so it puts everyone in this just really weird position of how do I understand you if you won't help me understand my experiences? But let me ask this, though. Honestly, is it really the job of like we understand what Dave Chappelle means to the black culture, right? Like mm-hmm. the joke is, what the fuck is Ja Rule in the time like this? No, when, when <laughs> exactly. real shit happens, exactly. we really do look for Dave Chappelle to like yeah, give. We do not even just comedic insight, but real insight. He, to, his yo, shit he did yo, for George Floyd. Yo, like, facts. Like, yo, dude, I remember I was watching something from Flagrant Two that that podcast with uh, the fuck's his name Schultz Andrew. I forgot his name Andrew, Andrew Schultz. Schultz. And he was saying something about like saw a lot of white white comics saying that I didn't like that last special Dave did about the George. George. It, it, it wasn't meant to be funny. No, at all. It wasn't meant to be funny. I don't give a fuck if he told one joke. Right. What what he said was imperative, mm-hmm. and it's like everything that was said was spot on. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. And we, we needed someone to say that. And, and that's key in that my bad for cutting you off. You I wanted to get this one point out. And that's key because it's like we look to Dave Chappelle for these particular things, but at that same token, at his profession, he is a comedian. Comedians mm-hmm. are held to a different standard. Like if we think back to 9-11, right? One of the first great signs that the US was somewhat back to normal was what? 9-11? Uh, making jokes about 9-11 yeah, done yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Once that happened, everybody was like, okay, we can kind of breathe some sigh of relief and we can kind of see the world getting back to normal and how do we pick the pieces up from there? Well, Dave Chappelle should be given the same respect. Like, let the, let homie make a joke. That is literally his profession. It is not his job to get with every single community after he makes a fucking joke. Because he don't give with the black community and say, hey, is it cool to make crackhead jokes? He doesn't give with the white community and say, hey, is it cool to make jokes about you niggas not knowing how Mm -hmm. to dance? He doesn't get with the... Come in. He doesn't get with these various communities to kind of get their opinion before he does a joke or anything like that. It's all about just putting out that art and shit. I don't want fucking artists consulting with me. Yo... I'm Macklemore, Peshaar. How do you feel about me making a rap song? (laughs) (laughs) But again, isn't this the isn't this the difference between like the the black and white experience? Black is understanding that everything isn't meant for you and everything isn't meant for you to be under for for you for you to understand. Mm -hmm. White folks watch Dave Chappelle and they think it's for them because he's funny. 
but he's also telling our stories and talking to us in a way that helps us understand the world around us. Right. And so when he does something, <laughs> when, he's, right. when he says something that they're like, oh, well, that doesn't fit my worldview or that's not why I support him or he shouldn't say things like that. No, he's speaking for a whole lot of 48, 50-year-old niggas around the country trying to understand this new world. Like, y'all just wanted us to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, gender ain't real. What you was assigned with at birth, like, we don't give babies anymore. We give babies when babies are born. Like, that is that what you expected? Like, people need time to, people need time to adjust to the new normal. You know, it doesn't mean that they can walk around being hateful to those people or, uh, you know, pre- prejudiced or discriminatory, discriminatory against them. But they do need time to their whole worldview has just been shaken and and they need time. Now, the last thing I want to say is when the feeling I had when that Dave Chappelle special came out about George Floyd, yeah. I'll never forget thinking, finally, I can hear the straight truth. I can have some. I know he's going to help me understand this and deal with the anxiety and the stress and the like just sadness of it all. And that's exactly what he did. He yelled. Right. He yelled. He showed emotion. He did something that we we can't do. And when we look to our black celebrities, it's different because when white folks look at the government or they look at the governor's office or they look at their congressman or senator, Mm -hmm. they feel represented. Sometimes the only way we feel represented and heard is when we hear it from people who, despite the best efforts of those people who I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. have been successful and navigated the system and become a part of like. Like we talk about Oprah, you know, we want to hear what Oprah has to say. We wanted to hear what Kobe had to say. We wanted to hear what Dave Chappelle has to say. And now we want to hear what Barack Obama has to say. The same way y'all want to hear what Trump and Reagan and whatever got to say. Now we have someone that we can be like, you know, well, yeah, yeah, he half white, but he married that that beautiful black woman. You know what I'm saying? We got somebody with that stamp. Exactly. And and so you take that for granted. And and so Dave Chappelle isn't for you, white folks. He never was. Mm -hmm. You were just visiting in something that entertained you in that moment. We've been we've been on game since 04. Y'all was watching Dave Chappelle show when it came on HBO Max. We had that bitch on DVD. That's a and fact we, And we bootlegged that shit Did we not? And we That's quoted that shit in high school I know our teachers hated us But let me not ask y'all actually. this though, man Like, I remember there was a point With Outkast, right? <laughs> and um, uh, Andre 3000 kind of mentioned it And I think this is the point To what Dave Chappelle is But he's handling it like Totally differently like, I imagine, like, being a black man telling jokes from a black man's perspective, but mm-hmm. also being, like, a world-class, like, fucking comedic genius. You mm-hmm. look out into those crowds, and you see nothing but white people. Yep. Like, it's just like the same situation Andre 3000 kind of talked about. Like, when you make songs for the hood, you make songs for your people, but when you at your concerts and shows, you see your people have been priced out. They can't mm-hmm. afford to come here anymore. Exactly. And now you're just making jokes for people who don't understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. They don't have any references to any of your old material. Like, they get the big jokes. I'm Rick James, bitch, all this other crazy shit. But it's like, they don't understand truly where you're coming from. Because like, they're playing, they're listening to stories. Mm-hmm. We're listening to our experiences. Yep. And so it's easy to visit that. They enjoy mm-hmm. that. Like, I enjoy Toy Story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a different, it's a different Context. Who, maybe, what did the nigga do maybe next? Push back on that though a little bit. I think there are some whites that that kind of get it. Like I was, I was watching um, something. It was they were talking about going to high school. Fucking white um, sympathizer. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not a white. <laughs> I'll fuck with you, bro. Nah, <laughs> nah bro. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a nigger hater or a nigger lover. But um, oh god. But so I mean, like there are like some whites who like go. They, they they have the the option to to intermingle with with other minorities, and they they can they can build upon that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's one thing I can't say about a bigger city. You know, like New York, Chicago, or L.A. You know, like maybe not so much L.A., but you'll go to school with a, with Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and some right. Jewish kids. You know what I mean? And some some Polish kids, and y'all pretty much are mm-hmm. poor together. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it gives it gives you something. They're a lot better off than like I would say like the deep south or like middle America. But I mean, it can it, it can play on that. But the fact that he he lives in Ohio, like he stay, he stays on the farm. That's right. right. Yeah. So it's so like, can I give you a real world example of of something that's right on power this this conversation right now? Yeah. Right now we are watching the Houston, the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. The Cowboys won, so fuck the world. Uh, but we're watching the World Series, and it's Houston versus Atlanta. Yeah. A lady on Twitter, a, a reporter out of Houston, was like, before the World Series was decided, was like, if if it's uh, Houston and Atlanta in the in the World Series, they need to replace the national anthem with international players' anthem. And they should. And they should have. And then white people from around the Twitter sphere got in them comments and told them, this is one of the things they actually said. This is one of the things they actually said. It was like, this is America. We play the national anthem. Oh, we play the national anthem. Uh, even if there's nationals on the team. They, like, I understand that the team is like Mexican and Puerto Rican, but we play the national anthem here. Like, actually, they, Dominican. Th- that too, yes. Well, that's just black people who could swim. So like... <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> so, again... Do you think Dave Chappelle doesn't understand the context of that joke that that woman made? Yes, they don't. They, they, and that's they, the huge problem. And they don't. And the same people who were in those comments are the yeah. same ones watching the special, not understanding the context of which the clues of which his jokes come from. Yeah. And that's like a, a real time example of like, this is why you can't understand. That's spot on, actually. You can't understand yeah. What we're talking about because you don't have the reference, the background, and the schema. Look at fucking Luis right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the international play. Even if you didn't know what the song was about, and we all agree There's that Andre. In the title. Yeah, she we all agree that Andre was the best no, but, best verse on that, right? Yeah, Real quick. Right. Okay, just no, making you're sure. Right. You're right, but I, I guess you're you're spot on with that shit. I, I you know I, I haven't thought about it that way, but like you know, Will Ferrell said it. You know. There's nothing more American than going to a baseball game, getting a hot dog, and watching ten Dominicans, you know, play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> play their hearts out. But I mean, you know, like if you have no context to what to what the the actual story is, then how the how the fuck can you know what's going on? Like, yeah, that's been, that, that's the biggest battle. Y'all ever noticed that makes it really weird to uh, like interact with white people that you don't know because you don't understand like what jokes you can say, what kind of mm. references that you can make. Because there's black people in our age group. We're anywhere from 30 to 40. Right. A big part of our conversations, jargons, and lingo is all like cultural references. Yeah, facts. Like yeah. every single day we make move references to movies, yep. references to songs and yep. shit, dances, all of that shit. But when you meet a white person, it's like, yo, how do I engage? Like, well, you know the first question I have to ask white people now. So, uh... Can you show me where you were on January 6th, 2021? I'm going to need some plane tickets. Yeah, I'm going to need some time stamps. I need a receipt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, show me your Google Photos. 
Nigga, I mean, why would you getting gas in DC? I mean, you're, <laughs> you I'm sorry, I mean? but finish your point, brother. That was it. That was literally it, y'all. Like, it's like sometimes it's hard to kind of interact with, like, I just say white people because, like, if you don't understand their upbringing, mm-hmm. how they socialize, where they're from, mm-hmm. right? It's so hard to get like headway with like just traditional regular conversations because there's no. Reference points. We all talk in the language of pop culture. We all yeah. talk about yeah. reference points. We're that generation that's stuck in the 90s, stuck in the 80s and you, shit. You know what's funny to me? And uh, mind you, I'm going to say this because I don't hang around white people like talking about. I love Nigga. you. You know, I, I just don't. Like, my life is fully black he at this point. He was just on the phone with one. That was a black man, sir, from Shreveport. <laughs> you know what they like, say about people from Shreveport. What amaze what amazes me is how and killers. is is how like black cultural things travel around the country. Like I know that I could show up in a in a black church or in a black space in Seattle and somebody say, Can I get an amen? And I know automatically to give you an amen. Mm-hmm. Right. I know that, you know, when the hand is when the hand is down, we dapping it up. When the hand is up, we shaking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I know those things. Uh, we can talk about Dave Chappelle quotes. We can talk about Peyton and Full quotes. We can talk about like all these quotes and and all these pop references. I don't think white folks have that. But it's funny, it, exactly. They that's do business wise, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. if, no matter if I'm in Louisiana or Oregon, they, there's a white man who can show me how to get the best refinance deal mm-hmm. every single time, right? They know they know stocks and they know all of that, but they recipes don't travel. They and sayings think, don't travel. And I think that's why they have weird conversations too. Like they'll just randomly start talking about like tractor parts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when I was 19 working in the YMCA and I walked in, um, I was walking into the copy room and two two guys greeted each other with like, hey man, how's your 401k doing? I was like, what, what the fuck is this way too personal. Yeah. Like, what is this conversation? No, but you know, like what, what, what Dex said about the, uh, the concept of culture within white people, it's like with, I remember Denzel. Denzel said something about uh, about why it was necessary for a certain director to direct, mm-hmm. like you know, that was Malcolm a, yeah. X or something. He said, "Well, he said it's not race; it's it's culture and identity." He said, "You know, Schindler's List probably could have been made by any other director, but it was necessary that it was made by a Jewish director." Yep, Spielberg needed yeah. to do that. It was necessary uh, that Goodfellas and uh, and, and, and Casino was was made by Scorsese. Because he knows it, it's attached to him, and he said that there there is something about Sunday morning when you where you you know you know what that what that smells like what your grandmother's cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We all know what that is. We all know how it's it feels. Smell of that hot comb, that hot comb mm-hmm. on the back of your neck. That's culture, mm-hmm. and I I think when it comes to comedy and conversation, some things are understood with very little words. And it and it miss it misses everybody else. And within that special, man, <laughs> they missed it. <laughs> but we got it though. I think we did. It was it was disheartening to see some of the comments on my on my thread. Um I'm sorry, something happened? Mm-mm. Okay. I saw y'all was nonverbal communication. Yeah, y'all they were not verbal communicating then. <laughs> yeah, had to had to be careful, you know. These can't at least <laughs> well, these black people in my house now. He'll be there right on time, right? There, it's 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 amazing the differences in like we slept on the pallet on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. with our first cousins, 
right? At grand at grandma house, yeah. at big mama house. I ain't never met a white person's cousin, so I don't even know if them bitches. Like, they don't they don't right. roll like that. Yeah, exactly. They don't they don't need we go our dads. Which also, so again, on this trip, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. on this trip, I had just this epiphany, and I may have said it on the pod already, but and just to be succinct. The reason that white folks have had such a, tr- a troubling time, and we're going to call it that, with the mask mandate and the vaccination, is because their definition of family and community is so much smaller than black folks. We got play cousins, play aunts, all of that, best friends, homies that become brothers, all of yeah. that, right? And so our nuclear family, I mean, our family looks so much bigger. So when we do something for... You, you know, we thinking about our eighty-eight year old great aunt that's also sick. You know, well, who gonna who gonna get who gonna get team Nilly team Nilly to the to the reunion like that kind of stuff? Yep. They don't think that. First of all, they put their folks in homes quick, but Thanks. second of all, they don't think they when they think they literally think of me, my wife, my kids. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it that way, because what's best for me as a thirty-one year old man and my wife and my kids would be we're all healthy and young. We'll be fine. Why should I have to adjust what I'm doing? But if I'm thinking about my my grandmother they and my ready to aunt, kill them niggas off. Ready to get that inheritance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's facts. Yeah. Mammy, get your ass inside. And what they be, first of all, what they be naming their fucking mildew is growing on legs. So my homeboy Ryan, Ryan, shout out to you if you're listening in Michigan. Uh, he he texts me. I you know today talking about something he wants to talk about. We'll do that next week. I promise. But like, I need you to give me a rundown on where y'all get y'all's grandparents' name from. What the fuck is a a ging ma and a gimp gimp like? Or first words. Y'all just can't say Why it's got to be me ma? Like, bro, now that you. Just to kind of bring that shit back to some family shit, bro. Like, black people really adopt people. And shit. Oh, yeah. Like, when we meet... What them, you just... Hold on, wait. What you just told us about when he went up to your to your house? My, he said my mama said that's a fucking favorite child, man. <laughs> like, this fucking they, cat, they, mom. They Get the fuck out of your mom. Did she cook for him and all that yeah, shit? Yeah, my mama cooked... Literally, this is how this shit played out, bro. And this is why I say, like, black folks, it, it ties right into what you say. Like, our reach for family just kind of grows and grows mm-hmm. and grows and grows and shit. My mom would have met Brandon, like, maybe three, four times or some shit like that. Anytime she calls and asks about him, how's my son doing? Mm-hmm. It's not how's your friend doing. It's how's my son doing. Mm-hmm. This nigga was going to do some work shit, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes from where my parents live. And it's a two-hour drive from here. And I called my mom and said, like, hey, Brandon's coming to town. Okay, I'm going to cook greens, cornbread, neck bones, and catfish yeah. for Brandon when he gets there. Yeah. I'm like, you ain't got to do all that, mama. The nigga going to be hungry and shit, but you ain't got to <laughs> do all that. Okay, tell him to call me when he gets near so I can start it. And lo and behold, did she make all that shit, Brandon, except for the neck bones? Well, yes. <laughs> she made all that shit It's just how that shit works man Like even growing up and shit I had like folks who wasn't really my cousins But my parents would yeah. say they're my fucking cousins yeah. and, shit. and they all stayed yeah. at the house We all went to their fucking house and shit like that bro, That's facts bro And so listen to how, let's, let's talk about how crazy this reach is right So when we talk about building family So I grew up in Plaquemine, Louisiana um, And my mom had a best friend Named Miss Octavia Right mm-hmm. Miss Octavia was a best friend, RIP. She rest, she passed away, I think, in 2014. She had two kids, Brandon and um, Bria. They are my cousins. I was literally at Bria's house in New Orleans last night chatting like we were cousins, right? When I founded my nonprofit, 
Brandon founded it for me. It was years before I learned that we weren't related, by the mm-hmm. way. I had no, like, because, you know, everybody in Plaquemine related. So, mm-hmm. but one day I was like, my that your parents did. Yeah. I was like, Mom, why I call Miss Octavia, Miss Octavia, not aunt, my, not T. Octavia, like my other aunties? Mm-hmm. And she go, oh, that's not your real auntie. That's just mama best friend. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. But that even further, that reaches because Brandon and Bria had a little brother, right? That I had never met in a marriage before or whatever. Um, and that nigga sitting right there now. We met Some in nigga. we met in 2016, uh, 20, <laughs> 2015 or 2016, and that's like my little brother now, right. right? Like he's here to watch Insecure with me because we've watched every episode of Insecure together for what in the last year, something like that. Like that is so that's the way that like family reaches out and like his mom. I love his mom. We talk about everything. She was just texting me yesterday. Like that is how the community is built here. I don't. I just don't see that. You know, what, in the though? white community, and you're right. Like, I don't know any. I got a couple white homies. I ain't scared to say that. Mm-hmm. I got some white friends. You say that like a nigga, they, a white person would say about niggas in the fifties. They ain't got cousins. <laughs> like, I don't. I've never met any. I went to my homeboy wedding, bro, and it was a bunch of white people there, and he was white, and I don't remember him introducing to me to none of them people as cousins. Mm-hmm. Do they have like God family? Like, I got God brothers and God sisters. I don't even know how the fuck I got this. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Isn't, isn't that normal? It, That's normal shit. It, but where the fuck do they come from? Like, do they get my inheritance? Because that's a concern for me. But outside of it, like, I've never heard a white person say, oh, that's my god brother, it's my god sister. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that shit. Like, Have you ever met an aunt or uncle from a white person? I have met one of those. One. I have met one of, of the those. Minis. I don't. I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it's so weird to sit back and be like, they know everything about our culture, you know, because they siphon it off. Shit ain't cool until <laughs> black people do it. No, but folks. like, you think they've been hiding cousins because they just don't know that we think that they're cool? Wait, wait, hear me out on this. Y'all remember I went to that wedding in upstate New York in early uh, September, mm-hmm. over there, right after Hurricane Ida? Yeah. My, my, one of my best friends is white. He's JR. His name's JR. He's listening to I Love You, JR. It was his wedding. And this woman walks up to me, you know, and is like, hey, my name is, uh, I can't remember that girl's name. I can't remember her name. But she was like, I'm JR's sister. His what? Mind you, we've been friends for 10 years. Mm -hmm. We talk on the phone at least twice a month. We text at least five to six times a month, Mm -hmm. right? He has never, never mentioned to me his sister. Never. And when I asked him about it, he was just like, oh, no, you know, she never really came up. There was no reason. What you mean? I never really I'm came missing up. a whole part of your fucking existence with this. Right. Like, th- that's how crazy it is. Yeah, it's, it's weird, bro. Like, but we are much more open when it comes to talking about family. If I mention, yeah, like, that, that bitch Kobe still owed me $25. Sorry, she ain't listening, so I can say oh, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 this is a big, for real. This nigga transferred to a Like, that nigga died, bro. Like, he is I'm just playing. I love you because you don't owe me no money. It's but fine. But I mean, nigga, like, black folks, we really love our family, bro. But I will say that's one thing we can take away from white people because that would cause us a lot less issues. Mm-hmm. When white folks cut off family, 
Like, they cut them motherfuckers off. Like, them ones that's in the trailers and shit that are not allowed to the family events. <laughs> or they got to let them know, like, two weeks in advance. Like, yo, we hiding the valuables. They not even at the house. They in the safe deposit box at the bank. <laughs> them motherfuckers, we need to learn how to do that some, uh, with our family, too. Because sometimes I think it's worth throwing motherfuckers away. I think our generation does that. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't really deal with toxic issues no more. Like, my uncle hasn't spoken to me in five or six years. And my family being like, you need to fix that. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> he was he just stopped talking to me. I don't know what he did. Well, you gotta be the bigger man. Nah, nah. God made me the bigger man so that I never had to actually be the moral bigger man. I'm what, just the bigger man in physique. What do you think about like your family members like that have been to jail and shit? Like that what? I got a two, I got mm-hmm. a two jail strike limit for me. Like if you're a cousin of mine and you done been to jail like twice, I the fuck you want me mm-hmm. to do? Like, don't even come to my house because you're actually, 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 I like them because them, them niggas tend to be a, a bit more interesting. You know, the stories. <laughs> the niggas be schizophrenic with multiple personalities and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear you nah. talking four different voices. Just keep the, med, keep the meds in the, in the glove compartment. You should be good to go. I think I think it depends on the crime. One of my, um, one of my play cousins, actually, um, just got caught video, videoing up girl skirts. Uh, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? What was funny what about fuck, that, bro? What the fuck is funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> how you how you how you get a charge for being a perv, nigga? <laughs> Yo, that nigga is that nigga is sick, bro. Y'all want y'all want to know the kicker? What the fuck is wrong? With was it at Walmart, nigga? It was. It was what? at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That nigga camera stank. <laughs> that bitch smell like salmon. <laughs> what the fuck? Wild caught. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a that's an unforgivable. Like I can't oh, have you. Shit. I can't have you around me. If that's the case, <laughs> this nigga. nigga really crying over here. <laughs> Yo. Bro. Yo, that nigga said it's COVID. I'm fucked up. <laughs> My thing is, bro. Like. I don't know. I guess this is a benefit of being like growing up in that skit era, bro. Like to what Dave Chappelle wasn't the only skit show that we watched. Yeah. We watched all that and all that shit. Anytime somebody tells me something, it's a skit instantly plays <laughs> in my head. Like it's instantly there. Like I saw this That's nigga just do this. Mm-hmm. I saw Dex's cousin doing this in my mind. Oops. <laughs> 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 Let me see that pussy today. <laughs> you can watch that later. As I was saying before, you started laughing at my cousin upskirting women. Um, I, I think that is an that is an unforgivable. Like you cut off now, you know. Right. And that nigga called me from prison, and that so I ain't, I ain't like that. I woke up at nine o'clock in the morning. You have a phone call from East Baton Rouge Parish Correctional Facility. I was like, who the fuck? And you know, you got to stay on the line because I was like. All right, what if his what if his miles like trying to get out of jail? Like, what if his what if his one of the babies? And then when I heard his name, I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" Oh, so, <laughs> oh, so he's done this before? No, this was he called me for this charge. Oh, shit. he told me it was tickets. It was his baby mama who who was like, "Nah, <laughs> that was that." And I went and looked at shit. I was like, "Ain't no way that ain't get on the news." I went, "I'll be good and goddamn." <laughs> My done. nigga said turquoise Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
They got a category for all, for all the fucking upskirt panties. Like, yeah, why, you, why, you did, why you did that, bro? Like, you know, they got, like, you can literally Google upskirt porn. Like, you ain't got to do all of this, man. Like, nah, nigga, you enabling this nigga? That nigga, <laughs> like, that nigga like the thrill of the chasing shit, bro. Like, wait, what the? <laughs> he's like Michael Myers of upskirting? Wait, 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 wait. What kind of case that nigga had on his phone to be throwing that bitch all across that hard ass So here was a, here was made here's what made me angry. Because uh-huh. all I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. was how did they get your phone? Apple's not gonna let you in the phone, right? <laughs> they can't make you unlock it without they can't make you unlock it, period. Like you can't mm-hmm. even get a warrant for that. You can get a warrant for the phone. You can't make me give you my password. Like and I just kept being like, he must have got caught in the act. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that when the cops came, he gave them his phone and unlocked that bitch and showed them the video. This nigga was, he was, I was proud like, of this shit. I was like, so he put himself in jail. Like, the, the like there were so many opportunities you had to fix my everything. Nigga said, my Oh, uh, y'all want to see what I got today? Keep swiping. Uh, not that one. Oh, we can stay here. Not that one. dirtier. <laughs> My favorite is the polka dot. <laughs> but I mean, that brown in the back, that's doo-doo. <laughs> but if a, but if when nigga, you get a whiff of my Hershey stains. <laughs> but if that nigga had gone to jail over, you know, drugs, everything less than heroin, you know, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, you can come around. We ain't all been there. But there's some things. And if he a murderer... Oh, he definitely coming back oh. around. Because I know if shit pop off, he going to take care of what it. What if he murders like a child? Well, you want to pee in some... You fucking nuts. <laughs> I, Only thing I, my left I'm not going to say what I want to say because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> I, I really don't. Mm-mm. I really don't. So my newest thing is I don't believe that arguments... Uh, uh, politically shit. that like are phrased around <laughs> what about the and what of the children are legitimate laws oh, or whatever shit. is trying to be passed because every time shit's been done that's terrible mm. it's always been about the fucking children it's not like even the CRT shit mm. I'm like so my it, I don't want my children it's not about your fucking children oh if y'all if niggas you, listen to South Lake oh, what's South Lake so it's a wow mm-hmm The ISD thing? The independent school district? Uh-uh. You got to listen. We can't even go into details about mm. that bitch. I'm on episode four. It's like about racist. Like, and the racist theory, because, like, they had a, a bunch of racial things happen at uh, the high school. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and uh, they talk about other things with the, with the black kids who were minorities, because we happen to be more in the black Yeah, it was the gays, too. Uh, mm. um, we have, like, you know, micro... <laughs> what they call micro... It's like 1B minority. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, they politicize school boards. Like, you know, yeah. typically people who run for school board aren't mm-hmm. associated with any political thing. Mm-hmm. They flip that shit on its ear. And then they also found, um, they made critical race theory like a, kind of like a uh, dog whistle kind of mm-hmm. thing. It was like, they were saying like, uh, you're teaching our kids to hate themselves uh, because they're white. That's what they put it. I mean, yeah, that, but I well, also, that is the, 
I mean, if you got guilt about being white, that's on you. That ain't really on black folks. But all that, so you know, the the a lot of school boards have had to ask for federal um, assistance when it comes to security because shit's gotten so out of hand with these school board with these school board things. And the only mm-hmm. thing I could, the only thing that I couldn't wrap, I I can't wrap my head around the whole thing. But the one thing <clears throat> that it proved to me was that the M.O. of particularly the Republican Party, but the M.O. of the Republican Party is to make something so miserable to deal with so that you just want to give up. Because I found myself riding home the other day listening to another story about CRT. I was like, God damn, just ban it. Like, I'm over it. Like, just I mean, be done. If you listen to the South Lake uh, NBC thing. Throw that shit and- in the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys, when you guys listen to that shit, you'll see how critical race theory isn't even like a, it's a thing that's taught in college taught at Columbia and Harvard. Yeah. They're not teaching that shit at the school level, but a Republican, he used to be over the RNC in like Florida, some shit. Mm-hmm. He moved to Texas, was wanted to be like the next kingmaker for Texas politicians. He brought up critical race theory and pretty much weaponized it for Republicans. That wasn't what it was about. The entire thing with South Lake was they wanted diversity training for the teachers and a diversity council. So when incidents of like microaggressions were happening, when racist incidents like the kids was chanting nigger, nigger, nigger and all kind Mm -hmm. of shit at the like the little proms and dance, that's what started it. They just wanted there to be adequate punishment for the children who were doing it. Mm. Like bullying and regular harassment shit Shouldn't fit the same mold as your child calling kids niggas or telling transgender children that they can't be a they or them because that's multiple people. Like, they were saying shit like that to the kids and constantly Mm. antagonizing them, and the school was doing nothing, nothing about it. And they just Mm. brought critical race theory in it to create this boogeyman to fuck shit up. Isn't that such a micro, like, micro look into the trend that we know happens in the United States all the time is so far in everything having to do with um, race and and culture, they have not wanted to have any part of the accountability process, nah. none at all. So of course, I, I of course my kid is wrong for saying these things or whatever, but you can't punish them for it, right? They're just kids; they're learning. Of course, it was terrible that these kids died in this school shootout. But he was troubled. He had, you know, he had mental health. Of of course, you know, it's terrible that that Trump is, you know, says some racist things and does all of this, and that we kind of did this to the country. But it, we should really come together because we're only better when we're together. And then proceed to block every single thing because they equate being coming together as just doing what they want to do and disregarding. Yeah, like no. And it is an accountability issue. Like, no one wants to be held accountable for the problems of their forefathers. Well, no one's asking you to do that. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, just like we talk about, and I hate this 9-11 situation in which people always say, don't forget, don't forget, never forget, never forget. Mm-hmm. Well, we never want to forget Jim Crow. We never want to forget the Civil Rights Movement. We don't want to forget redlining issues. We don't want to, we don't want to forget issues of income inequality, but we don't want to have these conversations. So it's like we want to perpetuate this because we want these situations to uh, reoccur. Because remember, you have to learn from history, right? You're supposed if, to. You're supposed to want to learn from history. But when you don't want history taught adequately and you don't want the proper information out, that just goes to show you that these people want this shit to happen. And then, I mean, they're fucking openly saying it. Remember 9-11, fuck all this huh. other shit. 
I remember James Baldwin. He said uh, that the white the white population in this country and across the world has to figure out why do they feel the need to create a nigger? Because I'm mm. not one. Mm. But what does that say about a society or a group of people that mm-hmm. feel that they need to create such a subordinate being to feel superior? I think Toni Morrison talked about that too. When someone asked her why, if she was going to um, put more white leading characters in her books. And uh, she was like, I, it was one of the best interviews. She looked at that lady and goes, you don't even understand how racist that question is. Mm. And I was like, God damn. And then she just went in on a tirade of being like, you think that white people should be at the center of every story. And you can't understand how I can tell a story without white people being a white person being in the center of it or a part of it. Mm-hmm. And isn't that, again, another very interesting look at what it means to be black in America? Like, how can you not bend and bow down to what we want? You want to get where you want to get and do what you want to do. Yep. You know? And so when black people like, let's bring it full circle, Dave Chappelle come mm-hmm. back around and they start saying shit like, how dare you not speak to something that resonates with my experience, the, another example I'll give is I watched, I saw this this meme on. It may not, it may have not have been true, but um, it was definitely Republican made. It was a meme of Beyonce and Jay Z uh, <clears throat> sitting down during the national anthem at the football game, mm-hmm. and it was going on about how this country allowed them to gain the money and the success that they have, and they should show respect and appreciation for the country, which seems like such a very like non controversial Republican opinion. Of course, I, I think that you would have that opinion. But what, got, what gets me is the phrasing of it. Because when they talk about taxes or regulation or, or the uber wealthy, like, you know, uh, the billionaires and whatnot, they are always talking about white people. And mm-hmm. it's never they should be happy for this country. Or they should be standing for the national anthem or they should be blah, 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 blah. It's always, oh, they worked so hard to get where they did. Mm-hmm. Why would we tax them? It's their money. They worked so hard. But Beyonce and Jay-Z somehow are, are given it. Given it, right? And right. and and Not should earned. be yeah, and should be and they were allowed to do it. And that's like that that kind of ties back into like the argument of like folks being really upset about people losing their jobs for not being vaccinated. So it's like everybody was like, oh, those son of a bitches in the NFL are kneeing. They should lose their jobs. Yeah. Now, they same motherfuckers is getting fired for not getting vaccinated and they mm-hmm. want somebody to be upset. Mm-hmm. Just follow the rules, bitch. Mm-hmm. Or being mad <laughs> being mad that they're getting tur- turned away <clears throat> from businesses for not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. When they went on a whole tirade, a whole Supreme Court case to show that uh, a baker doesn't have to bake a gay cake. And now mm-hmm. when the ramifications, again, we like it. But we don't want accountability. Like, we right. wanted accountability for everybody else. I still, I'm a gay white Republican. I still want my cake made by the man who said he wasn't going to make the gay cake. Mm-hmm. I was just saying he had the right to say nobody else. He didn't have to make it. So, again, accountability comes around and it's a problem. But the initial thing wasn't wasn't an issue. You know, there, there was an a, a instance in Chicago where uh, the mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, stated that all city employees had a deadline uh, to reach to where they would have to provide their their health information or, or their their COVID status, mm-hmm. and half of the police department didn't show up to work. Good, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> because that means they were already understaffed. They don't have enough police, and at this point, it's fucking mass hysteria out there. 
But I, I think it. I still think it's a good thing though, man. Cause think about it this way: COVID right? status. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I'll say, and I'll tell you why. Right, the main people who have problems or who have issues with the COVID mandates, right, are the Republicans who are pretty much anti everything. Right, the anti everything that infringes on their quote unquote rights. And those are some of the same people you don't want to be in public office because they're not going to look out for the general well-being of the public. They're not going to want to do their job by the books because they're only concerned with themselves. They only want things to be good for them. So if we yeah. get these selfish motherfuckers out of the department, we run short, get some actual people who want to get into this job. They did the things that are required. They, you know, quote unquote, sacrifice some shit to get there. I think it could be a much better situation for all parties involved. Because you weed they don't have out. The, they don't have the time. I get it, but you got to still find a way to weed out the, the, the fuckers okay, okay, that don't okay, need to okay, be Okay, listen. There were, there were over 3,000 applicants to come into the police academy. Mm-hmm. Oh, only 300 showed up. They don't want to be police. That's another topic. But I, I guess I guess the, the thing is that they don't want to release their COVID status. A lot of them have already gotten the vaccine. It's just they don't want to provide that information to yeah. the, I mean, the, the city or the general public because they work for the city and they don't have any HIPAA laws. So you're working at, at the behest of the government. You're a federal right. employee. So, you you know, if you want to work here, that's what you got to do. But- and then that HIPAA shit, bro, like, that's only required in the medical environment. Like, that's why in school systems you have to be vaccinated or have, mm-hmm. like, their religious exemptions to get by, to skirt around that shit. That's why private employers have the ability to say, hey, if you don't uh, have your vaccine at this particular time, you're going to lose your job, and we need proof that you have it. So... I mean, I get it, bro. Them niggas gonna be running short staffed and shit, but I mean, they should just comply. <laughs> Facts. Let's talk about um, Boosie and Lil Nas X. Had Them niggas fucking, bro. <laughs> Them niggas is bro. fucking hard and fast. For those Yo. of you, uh, Brandon, can you pull up the tweet from Boosie, please? Uh, so. The one, the most recent one, um, where he told him to kill himself, because I want to make sure I quote it um, accurately, or it is quoted, not that I I bet them niggas is having, like, that Cinemax-style sex, like that shit that come on after 9 o'clock, like, right after G-String Divas. so here's what got me, and Boosie is just an, an enigma, like, I don't even know how else to put it, I just don't understand this guy, seeing as how we're from the same, you know, relative area. All Lil Nas X did... Speak for yourself. I ain't trying to die, nigga. I am from Iowa. <laughs> uh, Lil Nas said that him and Boosie... Somebody asked him something about Boosie on his live. Uh, and Nas X was just like, oh, you know, me and Boosie got a track coming out soon. And it's fire, too. And Boosie's response to that was... Stop trolling me. Hold on. Stop trolling me, fuck. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> That's not fuck. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was me uh, F, other F word, LOL. You a whole bitch playing with a gangster shaping my head. You can keep sucking dick and getting fucked in your ass in peace. The tweet began. What he said, uh, and hashtag hate yourself. I would too if I was you laughing out loud in any of the street writing. Nas X, if you could hashtag commit suicide. You would do this world a huge flavor, favor. Nobody wants you here. 
honestly, <clears throat> the response was a little more dramatic than the actual statement. Felt a little uh, a little drastic for the bro, for the joke. I told y'all what happened, bro. <laughs> Run it again. I know we got it in the group chat. It's a lover's <laughs> quarrel, man. This is what happened. <laughs> Boosie was gone off that liquor and Boosie juice or whatever fucking branded malt liquor this nigga had yeah, right that now. Shit, that shit sounds and horrible. That nigga was turned up one night and shit. He was just real drunk and forgot he was free. Thought he was still in jail. He was start scouring the internet for some boy pussy. So he reached out <laughs> to um, he reached out to Nas X via the DMs and was like, "Yo, what's am?" What? Hold on, hold on. I, I like his uh, response. He says, some of y'all not even mad that I'm gay. Some of y'all are mad that I'm gay and still succeeding. Mm. And Boosie mm. was trying to succeed in sticking his penis inside of little Nas X. So he reached out to him via DM to try to get some sexy time in it. Yeah, why is he narrating their, their fucking... I'm just trying to paint the picture, He's like bro. Morgan Freeman of this shit. Like, what the fuck? Bro? So Nas... And Nas X said at the end, he was like, I'm sorry, I don't like men with type 2 diabetes. Thanks, though. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been up. Love the scorn, up man. And stuck. <laughs> I get it, bro. That's the same nigga that would try to holler at a chick in public and she would be like, I'm not interested. And he'd be like, fuck you too, then, bitch. It's one of those situations. Because why else would it? All right. Why would a nigga, why would someone go that hard, like behind a kid? Yeah, he is 22 to 38, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, How old is Boosie? 38. Yeah. yeah. That nigga look 50. He do. It's probably, it's probably, the, kid, probably them kidneys. Them kidneys probably ain't do a lot for now, him. I don't right wish now. nothing on, homie, but... Uh, nah, yeah. he's got a... He, what, what gets me is... Funny, this whole conversation. Boosie doesn't like accountability either. He just doesn't. Think about what would happen if... Dwayne Wade spoke about Boosie's children the way that Boosie spoke about Dwayne Wade's children. What would, what would Boosie do if someone talked to his gay daughter the way that, I'm sorry, his gay son, the way that he just spoke to Lil Nas X's? We know it would happen. He would pay to have someone murdered. Yeah, I, we know it would happen. And, the, and so you can needlessly taunt this dude who's wildly successful and honestly just minding his own business you can taunt him for two a year and a half since he came out, something like that. For like a year and a half. And this nigga has said nothing to you. Nothing. And the one time that he's not even responding to you, he just happens to mention your name in a sentence. You want him to kill himself? Boosie is giving me uh, Geechee vibes. I don't know what Geechee is. Is that a, a one of Geechee. those Dominican-Cuban words? No, it's a Chicago. It's oh, a Ch- you know what you are? What? A Dominican-Cuban. Fuck Get you, it. bro. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, no, <laughs> no, but that nigga, uh, a, a Geechee is a person who's only homosexual in jail. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And it's it's a it's a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes who who have done hard time. Mm-hmm. I would say more than three years <laughs> hard time. Yo, that phrasing, phrasing was phrasing, great. My nigga, my nigga said my my name is Bernard and I'm on heart. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's that's Boosie love that shit supposedly, but it's just like certain niggas who will go in there and then leave that shit in jail and come home act like nothing ever happened. And I wonder if like Boosie is secretly like just like feeling it, feel that shit again, and he and he can't he can't like it's it's 
is fucking tearing him apart. The you think he's keep... a self-hating bottom? Probably. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not putting on him. I just feel but... like, bro, it's it's just weird because that nigga stay <laughs> at it. Like, yeah, and, and then he so keeps saying, up, I so many layers. This nigga said a self-hating bottom. Like, <laughs> like, like nigga. His, and his excuse for this shit has always been, yo, think about the kids and what they see all day, every day. I mean, nigga, they see all kind of shit on TV all day, every day. If you don't like it, fucking mm-hmm. change the channel. And I, I think that one, one thing is they feel like that that lifestyle is being pushed on them. And I think this is where the arrogance of the American individualism comes in because, like, just because someone's story is told <laughs> doesn't mean that their lifestyle is being pushed on you. They make movies of serial killers. Are you saying that that is... They're pushing the serial killer lifestyle on niggas? Like, that... Some I mean, we know who those yeah. people are. But the point is, yeah. it doesn't... That's not what pushing an agenda is, and that's not what it looks like. And just because you're not as represented, well, black folks have never been represented, so I really don't understand yeah. the whole issue. But just because your particular whatever is not represented on screen doesn't mean that the story is out to change your mind or anything. The thing that I think about, somebody was uh, talking about, you saw, um, what's his name? Superman's son yeah. is going to be bisexual in the yeah. new and people were going off, going crazy behind that. And I just started asking people, like... The nigga's well, not do real. You read? Yeah. Well, first of all, do you read the comics? No, and I'm not going to start now. Well, it wasn't for you. Number two, like, there are gay kids who enjoy superheroes. And wouldn't it be nice if gay kids had a superhero that they could connect to? The way that we yeah. connected to Black Panther or that racist connected Captain America. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> like... No, that's facts though, because they, they had a black one and they oh, just homeland. And, and they jumped that nigga. Homeland from fucking uh, oh, facts. What's the name of that shit? Uh, boys. The boys. That's yeah, all. Oh, that is a horrible but amazing show at the same time. I, I need think to all watch superheroes, it. if they were real, would be fucking evil. Oh, they should be. I because we're kind of fucking assholes. Uh, oh, that also works with the Boosie conversation. Very uh, much. So fucking assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very much. Okay, you murder Christian too. So yeah, me. like we gotta get out of the idea that just because you know a story is told is is a pro- that's them pushing an agenda on you. Um but with Boosie it's just weird because it's like he watches uh Lil Nas X TikToks all day and just keep refreshing <laughs> to get the like to find something to talk yeah. about. You like in a gay war room. He's <laughs> screaming. <laughs> he said, look what he posted now. <laughs> this He's in a gay war room. They get screens everywhere. Just gay shit showing the entire time. <laughs> this nigga playing this shit off with his kids. Look, look at this. Look at this shit, son. What you don't do. You want to that nigga leave. It's, it's, you want to know the, the best gay character I've ever seen? Who? Amal. Insecure. Some of Issa's brother. Issa's brother. That nigga just petty as hell. I love it. Him and him and Kelly's like he's the first one that's not like a caric a caricature. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little high. Um, I'm a bit high. I'm very high. Um, I had never seen a character that was just portrayed as gay, not gay and extra, not gay with a lisp. Not gay and and stereotypical. I used to think everybody had a list was gay. <laughs> really? I'm like, yo, that's a prerequisite. So, um, 
<laughs> I understand this is your wife, but, uh, but what's like, really what, going like, on? What does it benefit the list, though? I'm I don't know. I don't know. Like, you, you haven't admit, like, that was the stereotype back then. Like, all gay people had a list, man. It was like, hmm. I mean, my favorite joke on the Chappelle special was the 80s gay face. They always look shocked. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He got it so perfectly. Bro, y'all realize, like, since we've been doing this podcast, Lil Nas X has kind of been help- keeping us afloat, though. It's There's facts. not been one single passing week that this nigga has not gave us content. <laughs> like, when his, when his time as a, like, mega pop star fades away, we will have to really think about what we're going to do with this podcast. Mm, he's not going anywhere. You saying that, but we might have to set up a war room. Got to call Boosie. <laughs> Let's screen. I don't think he's going to be a good partner after he hears a few of these casts. No, but you know. The, Shit, who, the... Boosie? Nigga, he's going to get your ass, not me. <laughs> Pause. But, uh, <laughs> but no, like, I think, I think just like in closing on the topic, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a confident heterosexual man, what another person does or doesn't do is none of your business, one, and then two, it shouldn't affect you in the negative at all. Mm. Oh, this was a good fight. Sorry, we're watching anime fights now, y'all. This we're multifaceted. Is, yeah, this is a, this was a great episode too. <laughs> Yo, remember when it was gay That's when you call. was in middle school to watch anime? <laughs> no, <it> was, <laughs> you know I ain't gonna front. I used to I used to flame them niggas who came to school with the anime shirts on. <laughs> so wait. Everybody here watches Insecure, right? That's the last topic today, guys. Yeah. Is insecure. Mm-hmm. Y'all, are y'all, I'm going to ask you some questions and we're just going to go around the room and see what the answer to these questions are. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Are you team Lawrence? Lawrence. Daniel or Nathan? Lawrence. Lawrence. Best buy nigga. It's fucking Best terrible. Best buy nigga. Throw them bees in this bitch, bro. Fucking bruh. terrible. What about you, Brian? Team Lawrence. God damn it. I'm team Daniel or Nathan. Just. Bruh, Basically, man, I'm team not Lawrence. That nigga Daniel ain't got no ethics, dog. That nigga didn't put no fucking condom on when he was fucking Issa on that couch, bro. And then he bust a nut in the eye. I Lawrence, mean, that was normal. I would have did the that same was, thing on That folks was on her, but still, bro. But like, man, that nigga Lawrence was at home probably fixing the fucking computers and shit. This bitch getting rawed out on the couch, nigga. No. Like, rawed out. That nigga did not even spit. She came in that bitch wet as hell, ready to cheat. <laughs> No, on, I'm just coming to listen to you rap. Anyway, silly. Anyway, <laughs> rap on this pussy. <laughs> team, team Issa or team Molly? Issa, Issa. I fuck Issa. Okay, uh, Molly a fucking. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, you know what? Molly a bitch, bro. Molly is. Molly is. She's triggered and she's hurt. Yeah, team, Issa. team Molly. Oh, I'm team Issa as well. Team Molly or team Andrew? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, yeah, okay. Molly makes it really hard to like her. This is facts. This, <laughs> this is makes facts. it super mm-hmm. hard. This is facts. Yeah, she's not um, Team Tiffany or team anybody else? Anybody else. Anybody yeah. else. Tiffany's the fucking worst. We Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Remember, I'm stealing this shit from you. Remember that but when she was... Lost yes. Life, when she's supposed to be watching mm-hmm. the TV show with Issa now, and she was nowhere, and she had been messing with Fred. Mm-hmm. That baby is not for that nigga with the glasses that look like El DeBarge. That uh, ain't his kid, man. Who? Wait, which characters are we talking about? Remember Tiffany was supposed to be with Issa and them. They was watching some random ass made up show that they had on the show, right? Mm-hmm. They was all supposed to be hanging out together. Tiffany said she was going to hang out with them that night. And Tiffany didn't show up. It was she just... Didn't want to show she wasn't there. Yes. And her husband had said he had to give her 
I know what you're talking about. Go rewatch that episode because you're gonna be like, huh. you remember, you, you remember that part where she went missing with everybody? Yeah, that was yeah. the last episode. Of last season. I think she had to go tell that nigga like, "This is your baby, folks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no she was getting rolled out in that hotel room too, just like. No, Lisa. she definitely was. I'd have, I'd have been a nigga throwing it to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, insecure is in trouble um, because in the first episode, second episode is airing like right now ish. Uh, they. Put Tiffany, who isn't confirmed, aka, AKA she in the said show, she isn't. in the show, oh, in the show, and Molly is also an AKA in the show. Uh, the character Tiffany wore it was it was legit, um, legit AKA Soror yeah. uh, stuff, mm-hmm. and AKA was Alpha. What is it? Alpha Kappa Alpha mm-hmm. um, uh, was not was not thrilled with with this. So, what are y'all thoughts on how like? I have. I'm gonna let you go first, Chris. Um, you know, I can see their point. Me being a part of a fraternal order myself, not what you think. This nigga here. I'm about to say, <laughs> it is a cap ahead. It's not. <laughs> nah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not a noob. But I mean, I would, I would say, like, if you aren't a member wearing. Wearing their paraphernalia or anything to do with their actual letters. Um, if your name is not in the database, I don't think you should be wearing it. My mm-hmm. personal opinion. But also, she's a character. Mm-hmm. They should have got the okay from that organization. Just me being just crossing, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your eyes. You know, just like you know, is it okay? Or just informing you. You know what I mean? It's just you know what I'm saying. Like, like you, you see movies to where like the depiction is an iPhone, but they don't call it that because they yeah. can't actually yeah, get the okay to do that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's the same, the same situation. It's a it's a black show. You would think that they would care about that, but also, I don't think it's that in like that important. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I mean, I feel like they could have just like did the fake shit like a different world did, so they didn't use the real fraternities and sororities and shit like that just to kind of. Like, still clear of it. Like, of course, use the colors, but use a different name just to kind of keep the parties involved, um, satisfied, because they do run that shit like the fucking mafia. So, here's my issue. Ain't nobody scared of them niggas, though, just to be real. Yeah. I mean, here, <laughs> I mean here's my issue. Insecure is probably the most important black TV show that we have ever had. There are a few, you know, that you can argue for, like the Jeffersons or um, whatnot. Insecure, because you know who, you know where it stayed. Mm. It stayed in the black community, right? It never, it never bent out of what it was and who it was for, which a lot of other shows do. Think of Blackish, which started as this, you know, this this show about the black experience in America, and then somehow it became. How, explaining racism to black and ra- explaining racism to white people, like mm-hmm. it, it, so, it, it just lost its its essence. But insecure has remained, you know, at the top, in my opinion, personally. Now, as a creative, right? As a creative, as an as an artist, the character of Tiffany is in is in the sorority. That's it. Mm-hmm. She should be able to wear whatever on a screen, you know, and but. And I also think that that Greece got to like 
tone it down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw a nigga get his ass beat because he went as an Omega for Halloween. And I was just like, is it, is it that serious? I don't think the violence piece of it is, like, they shouldn't do that shit. I understand having pride and, you know, wanting only people who are affiliated to, like, wear their colors and mm-hmm. shit. Because I get it. Them people, like, you know, they go through what they go through to get into those particular organizations. They pay dues and shit like that. But, I mean... I don't know, man. I, because I'm not in that shit, I just kind of look at it like sports. Like, nigga, if you wearing a fucking <laughs> fucking Saints jersey, doesn't mean you just support the Saints. Should they <laughs> nah, just start bro. making OnlyFans shirts for Kappa? You remember when Boosie? Remember when Boosie wore a Kappa like, Alpha Psi jersey? And then no, it was they, a Kappa brand. It was different from Kappa Alpha Psi. It was like Kappa brand. It's some nigga shit. No, bro. It, it, it said K A Psi on that shit, bro. Really? Yes, it said K. It was definitely a shirt that his brother, his brother is a new. Right. So yeah, and then niggas, niggas lost their mind. But I, but to be honest with you, I'm gonna be like, who the fuck? What you gonna 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 do, bro? I'm gonna shoot the shit out you. I, I'm not I'm not condoning violence, but like, what you gonna do to me, bro? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like at the base of the argument. What I've heard. And stuff. So, uh, you know. No, I agree. Like, the person itself. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that's acceptable. But also, I think the writer is an AKA. Yep, that No, I know. I, I mean, if if I were a writer, if I was a producer on the show, I would have said it would be the good thing to do to reach out to these this yeah, organization. Yeah, you gotta check in, check in on that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's all interpreted by the person who's seeing it too. They got some people who gonna boot up and go all crazy and shit, want to fight fucking imaginary characters and shit. Mm-hmm. Wait till I see Molly. The bitch isn't real. Yeah, like, yeah, like you like, know what you gonna do, she's bro? Not, it is what it is. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, I saw I saw that little that little um Blur. release. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean by what do you mean protect your brand? It's in it's. It's the most popular show among black people right now. Well, it is. I'll, I'll be honest. But it, it is their organization. They should have sway over how it is perceived. Yeah, yeah it is. I can agree in, with in, that. In, in any capacity. So, and then they should get compensated for the use. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least you got to talk to these people. Like, mm-hmm. at least, you know. But, I mean, I don't know. My mom's a Delta, so who, who cares? I'm across something one day. I can't say what it is. Don't stone. Y'all think it's um, the fact that they might not like how Tiffany's character is? 
stereotypical. I mean, yeah. I was, that is like a stereotypical yeah. true. You know, you know, not that you and say that. And it's not that. a lot of depth mm-hmm. to a character, yeah. too. And the only other one on the show is Molly. And so the two most hated people are AKAs on the show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe maybe they see a lot of themselves in the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe you should just that's, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's the therapy they need to go to. You know, but but that but that says something a lot about these organizations. Why does everyone have to be the same? <laughs> Stereotypical, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I would I would love to see a cue in a three piece suit. How dare you, sir? You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like throw it off a bit. But anyway, you know. Who cares? At the end of the day, it's insecure. Episode two out tonight. Issa, if you're listening, give me a writing job. Yeah, and don't go with going. Lawrence. Like, please. What you mean, bro? Go, yo, to, yo, go be a stepmama. Like, you and y'all, both in y'all 30s, man. Nobody gonna have no, like, regular relationships. Be oh a stepmama. Lawrence is the fucking worst. She was gonna break up with him, but we seen in the season previews, she gonna be back after that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, best by nigga for life, bro. The fuck is you saying? No. Leave him where he at, No, Issa. but hold on, but hold on, wait. Let's talk. Life happens. She cheated on that nigga. He tried to move on with his life. He did better. He didn't. He didn't fall into a a, a slump. Condola, Condola. We we only refer to her as that bitch. Well, she ain't even Canola oil. Nothing. She did. No facts. She did. She did. Fish fry. She she fucked up with. Fuck. She fucked Issa with that event. Like she just she just ghosted on Issa because she was having a baby. I mean that's a. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's a I mean, we, we give Kendola husk. To whomst? To, to Lawrence. Lawrence. Bruh, think about it this way, right? If Issa was a good God-fearing woman, she would be <laughs> pregnant by Daniel right now because he came inside of her with no condom. Like, you keep forgetting the well, studio Well, that's not scene. fair. He came it in her like eye, too. This, bro. Meat to meat. You <laughs> like, take that rubber off. What the hell? Meat to meat. Like, hey. I loved when that, that sound went viral on TikTok for a bunch of white boys dancing to it. And that shit was fantastic to watch Bruh. the cues go crazy. No, so, for real, they lost their mom. So, again, what, how, is, how is Sister Issa not to blame for this? She I didn't, say she, right I didn't say she wasn't to blame. I think she was emotionally... Uh, and physically just disinvested from by Lawrence. And I'm sorry, I'm all about black men being vulnerable and and trying to do your best. Lawrence was being a bitch that whole process. The entire process, Lawrence was being a little bitch. Wow. What, what do you want me to say? My nigga sat on the couch and worked for an app for two years that didn't ever get finished. No how no dicks that don't like black people? Because I say it all the time? Because... When them, I was listening to Business Wars the other day. Great podcast. Everybody should listen. All white people take several years to make the great apps that we love. Lyft, mm-hmm. Uber, mm-hmm. Tinder, mm-hmm. Black People Meet. Mm-hmm. For the gays, they have Grinder. Mm-hmm. It takes several years for this. They sitting on couches the entire time, but you chose to single out Brother Lawrence. The nigga worked at Best <laughs> Brother Buy, Lawrence. bro. He didn't work at Best the Buy. The nigga worked at Best Buy that was in the computers and tablets department, after, nigga. After, after three years. You know how much years. Geek Squad protection that nigga had to sell, no, bro? No, I don't. And you know what? He should have been went to Best Buy when that lady told him that he needed to lower his expectations. You know why he wasn't getting hired by good jobs? 
Because everybody sees what I see. That he was a little fucking bitch and he wasn't gonna get the job done and Brandon, do it right. Brandon, pull up, pull up, pull up an image of Umar Johnson right now so he can stare at him. <laughs> Make sure it has ample eyes. I want all the eye contact. <laughs> the coon chip has activated. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, niggas. <laughs> Y'all got any parting shots before we get the fuck out of here? Nah, I just want y'all to know. <laughs> he, he fooled. He was playing a role to get us to get money in that goddamn school. It's good. This nigga always uh, starts alive by standing outside of the, the Honorable Frederick Douglass School. Mm. I'm like, nigga, like, why, are you, <laughs> why are you not on the other side of the fence? That's what I'm saying, bro. You always Jingle on the keys, steps, my nigga. nigga. All right, closing parting shots. Parting shots. Christian, what yeah. you got, man? Oh, uh, man, I'm nothing. Shit, I'm, Dexter, I'm just I was nigga go. here. Uh, yeah, man, we go, we're going to keep this shit going. Uh, we're going to be drinking... More and more each podcast. Shit, I forgot about Gonna try to present um, at least a, a new, a new red or white wine. But yeah, um, I just want y'all to know it is eleven forty-five on a Sunday night, and it was the only time that we could get together to mm-hmm. record this. We are committed to bringing this to you. Thank you. It changed. If you can find one where he's naked, that would be great too. What? <laughs> 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 where the school at, nigga? <laughs> that nigga got a green screen in his background. <laughs> anyway, we're here. Like we're we love bringing this to y'all. So keep listening, and we we'll keep making, especially when uh, Christian gets his schedule right. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That nigga got fired from his job at Kroger's, taking the earring backs off. <laughs> Man, fuck you. <laughs> you the type of nigga that asks a bitch for a hug every time you see her. So? Trying to think in them titties. <laughs> All right, niggas. But, um, nah, man, that shit. We're happy to bring this content to you guys. Uh, it wasn't every other week thing. But, niggas, y'all going to get it how we, how we give it to you. Schedule got lined up. We we have not received a single thousand dollar donation for mm. us to quit our jobs. <laughs> and we told y'all on the last podcast, if you want to see us quit, you got to donate $1,000. We get $1,000 for every single view that we have right now. We'll have, um, Brandon. $4,000? No, 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 no. No, it's $1,000. Well, 1000 times 400000 We'd have $400,000. And that's enough for all four of us to quit our jobs for one singular year and then ask y'all to donate again this time next year. So, um, <laughs> like Umar Johnson. Yes, guys, we'll never build that school, but at least we won't lie to you about it. <laughs> but, but guys, thanks for rocking out with us, man. We're at up to 400 views, even though we have been <laughs> posting pretty inconsistently, guys. We're going to get back to some regularly scheduled stuff, man. We just need Lil Nas X to keep working his magic with Blue Team to give us some stuff to talk about. But man, we love you guys, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking out with us. We are nine ep- or eight episodes in, 400 views, guys. This is nine and a half. Nine and a half. We, we yeah. recorded another episode. We ain't going to talk about that. We that nigga Dexter didn't that. have nothing plugged in. He just had the laptop <laughs> turned on so y'all niggas start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The 45 minute mark. He said, I think I we have that. a problem. <laughs> And then the whole thing is like, for sure, say something real quick. Nigga, have you not heard me the whole time? <laughs> but guys, we're looking forward to dropping some more content. Um, the world is opening back up. We're hoping to get like a live show in. Sponsors, yeah. if you guys want to put your content, uh, preferably at the end of the show, so people can listen all the way through. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. 
But um, remember, guys, send us $1,000 for all the views that we have so we can quit our jobs and we can do this full time. Like, there's a lot of shit happening, a lot of shit we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. we can't do it without your $1,000. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that you on, have bro. not because you ask not. He did wear that big ass ring today, so that's probably why he <laughs> preaching. Yes, Lord, my ring is very large. <laughs> Got his pool. And guys, yo, this nigga tweaking with what the DNA. Which camera's on? Which camera's on? Look at it. My fucking arm is so. Y'all like niggas, get y'all booster shots too, because you guys are effectively not fully vaccinated like I am. Fucking heathens. But all right, niggas, we'll be back with another episode when we drop another motherfucker, guys. We have enjoyed our time with you. We love y'all niggas. Peace. Peace.